0: Hello and welcome to the fencing podcast season four. Hey, I, I'm Gavin, obviously, and uh, uh, how I'm, are you, and Sean? I'm Sean. Yeah, sorry, I, talked I, over I, you.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't take long. It's good to be back. It's good to be
0: back. <laughs> <I know>. Chaos <laughs> as usual. Um, yeah, so it's obviously been a. It feels like an ancient, uh, an ancient times that was the last time we, re- we recorded. But here we are after a, a really long break. Like Budapest, yeah, Bud-
1: Budapest World Championship seems. Absolutely, ages ago, and uh, glad to glad to get back to the, the Senior World Cup action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I think the first thing we're going to do is we're just going to go and do our usual thanks to everybody, so uh, thanks to Liam Paul, you guys rock as usual.
1: Yeah, and I'd particularly like to say thanks to, to Liam Paul, because they have just confirmed they're going to be sponsoring us again this season, so God bless them for that. Uh, we are sort of genuinely, pathetically grateful for <laughs> uh, for the support to to help me the podcast work. Yes. So thank you very much to Liam Paul once again.
0: And uh, you know, a, a, a big shout out to both Ben and Alex. Uh, who are just fine chaps.
1: They absolutely are,
0: but not as fine as our Patreon supporters, because that's where the money is. Uh, this, this
1: this ongoing debate, this ongoing debate. But um, yeah, I'll certainly certainly take my hat off to to our Patreon supporters as well who. <laughs> Keep the good ship fencing podcast going.
0: Mm-hmm. So, we're obviously a voice down at the moment. Um, Kate's not around this weekend because yeah, she's, was
1: in- Kate. she's. Well, Kate is in Sofia or making her way back from Sofia mm-hmm. in Bulgaria where she was looking after some of the British cadet uh, Sabrars mm-hmm. at uh, a competition there. So, missing for this one, but we've no actual Sabre to talk about this time round. So, hopefully. You know, nobody will notice she wasn't here, but she'll be back for a bumper edition next time. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's just saber at the end of the
1: day. Very brave you to say that when she's not here. Well done, Gav. Heroic.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, let's. I suppose we should start talking about the action, really. So the, the two main events that we've had since the last time we recorded were um, Talon Women's M- 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 Epee in Estonia, and uh, obviously you were away, being the the voice of uh, fencing in Bonn in Germany.
1: <laughs> well not being the voice of fencing in Bonn, I was I booked my flights in my hotel to go as a fan. Uh-huh. Um and then once once Kareem Bashir, uh, our, our proper FIE commentator found I was going to be going to be there he said well will you come and join me in the commentary box mm-hmm. uh but obviously because i was there on my holidays effectively um i got to pick and choose how much i did so <laughs> i did last 16 onward for the men's foil mm-hmm. individual um and then only the medal matches for for the team so I meant i got to wander around and pick which match i i, I particularly wanted to watch and yeah so a, a little bit of chat but not too much
0: aye. aye. and it's
1: um although it's it, it is weird when you go back and watch watch the videos to sort of actually do a bit of analysis of what's Going on, because you don't really remember it once you've finished commentary. is hearing your own voice talking about it disconcerting. Really yeah, yeah. I had to mute it in the end. <laughs>
0: oh, 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 Well, let's talk about yeah. that some more when we when we get to when we get to the bon event. I think uh, the first one we're going to talk about is the, the the first actual event that happened, and that was uh, Talon Women's Epi, and that's basically what I'm all about. Yeah, yeah. So you know, reasonable entry there is a. Uh, oh, I mean, I don't know how many how many. Athletes actually turned up for this one. Uh, somewhere in the region of 600. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I, I suspect you may be exaggerating a little bit. Yeah, ah, just was, a little bit. Uh, anyway, right, so of this loads, loads of athletes there. First one of the season. It's one of the biggies. Um, well, because it, it, it always is. Let's just get cracking with this one. So we'll do our usual spin through the, the early levers. Out in the 64, we lost current world champion Natalie Mulhausen. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, uh, Mara Navaria and uh, Sarah Bezbez—they all went out in the sixty-four. Uh, out in thirty-two, we lost uh, in Jung Choi of uh, Korea and uh, Hu uh, Jung, Jung, Jung 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 <laughs> Jung of Korea as well. Uh, also, one of the uh, the Hurley sisters, Kelly Hurley, she went out in the thirty-two. And also, a bit sad about this because I really rate her as a fencer. Now that I've spent a lot of time watching her, uh, Kravitska. Uh, of the Ukraine, uh, yeah. she went out in the 32 as well. Out in the 16, uh, we lost the uh, Lin China, uh, Kang of Korea, Vitalis of France, and uh, Yukina uh, of, U- of the Ukraine. And that just takes us into the into the quarterfinals. Okay, our first final was. It's actually not a fence that I'm particularly familiar with. So, and I had didn't. I admit I didn't watch this one. I'll need to maybe go back and check it out. It was uh, okay. uh, Nicole. Uh, I, I'm going to guess at how you pronounce this. It looks like Fo- foietta or Foeta of Italy. So I'm sure one of our Italian correspondents have been touched to tell me exactly how I pronounce that.
1: Exactly how badly you pronounced
0: it. Yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I've never well, heard well, of her. Trans-
1: Sorry, go. Yeah, on. no, that's a new name to me. I must admit, yeah.
0: So I've never heard of her, but uh, she's made it all the way to the quarterfinals and she bumped into uh, Anna Maria Popescu, who promptly beat her 15-5.
1: Fair enough. Well, yeah. it's it's a good run for a fencer that we're not that familiar with.
0: Oh, I think so, definitely.
1: And and that's that's for you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is epi.
0: Uh, our second quarterfinal was uh, McKinnon of Canada versus uh, uh, Son of China and Son defeated uh, McKinnon 15-11. Good, good, result for
1: for for Leah McKinnon though. I think that might be her first top eight at senior World Cup. It's, is uh,
0: it? She's not got one before. It's A fairly good day. Out. Yeah, I'd need to double check. I that. might be wrong. I you, might be
1: wrong, but either way, it's a good result. I,
0: think, I, I don't think, No, no, I don't think you are right. But I think, it's, yeah, you are right. It's a good result. Um, and our third quarter final is between um, again. Apologies to our French correspondents. Is Jacques Andre Cocan uh, of France? And she went that up like, sounds
1: about right, actually. I think you might might
0: not be far off with your pronunciation there. Another, <laughs> well, wait, I mean, wait till we get to the team. I mean, I might be wrong as well, but it sounds right to me. Yeah. Um, so apologies if I have got that one wrong. And she bumped into uh, zoo of China, close one here, it was 1512. And then our, our last uh, last quarterfinal was Kong of Hong Kong, and she bumped into uh, Kolobova of uh, Russia, uh, who won 1510. Okay. So, so
1: no. No nail bitingly close ones there. No,
0: uh, that the doesn't look ones. like it, no. I mean, I've been a bit time short, so I didn't actually watch any of the quarterfinals this time around. I mean, the one that I'm obviously curious about is the Italian that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But also, I'd like to go back and watch the uh, of 1 versus Kong. I quite like that. That's like, quite a good matchup. But, yeah, you're right, none of them are particularly close. Maybe the Zoo uh, versus uh, Jacques-Andre of France might be quite an interesting one as well, but that gives us our, our semi-finals. Um, our first one is Sun versus Popescu. Now, this is actually a really, really top quality semi-final. If you're going to go back and you're going to watch Any of Talon, this is the one From the semifinals I would definitely go and watch um, Sun's okay. really, her fencing has really Changed because it wasn't it's that long new
1: exciting, exciting, aggressive yeah, Sun that she we looks,
0: enjoy I'm going to say she looks French for obvious reasons So she has this mm, really lovely yeah. sort of French French style and it's kind of It's not that kind of passive Counterattacking Sun that we had a few years ago yeah. Um And she's really, really quite sort of aggressive uh, against uh, Popescu, and she sort of she sort of it starts off well for her and takes the first period and it's uh, five four. Um, There's no p cards, the score just ticks over quite nicely actually. I might be a convert to the p cards because it does seem to be keeping the fencing going, and there are hits all the time at a a reasonable rate. So there's no point where you're kind of looking at no, checking your phone or whatever. Please, please let it be over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, the first period finishes five four. In the second period, it, things start to change a little bit here. Um, Popescu's obviously had a bit of a chat with her coach, and she just basically ups the tempo, and she starts to start... It's really sort of... It's quite interesting to watch, because what was happening in the first period was that Popescu was actually able to control the distance and tag Popescu as she was preparing. But Popescu gets, gets wind of this, starts to draw any mm-hmm. and either blocks her out, or, you know, does something like binds her to leg or, or something along those lines. And she starts to sort of, she starts to overturn the score. And it she actually turns it back and the actual round finishes 11-8. Uh, so she basically is in a sort of commanding lead to go into the final. And it starts at, the it, third period starts with, well obviously with her leading 11-8. And then uh, Sun comes out. She always had a good old chin mag with Aubrey who's waving his pixie dust over again. Because her whole game just completely changes. Um and she starts to trigger Popescu, and she does things like uh she triggers her flesh and stops at her she she comes in and, and basically just gives puts Peescu under enough pressure that she breaks causes a double mm. couple of double hits and it starts to do really these really nice hits like uh going underneath the arm finishing on top nice flicks and things like this it's it's, it's really it's really really lovely and uh she she actually drags it all the way back to fourteen on Right. Uh, and there's uh, 23 seconds left on the on the on the clock, and Popescu just comes out the traps and flashes, and uh, she sees Sun stop rather than commit to the stop at this time, and then just right. and then just really goes and really as she flashes, you can just see her completely commit to the hit, and uh, it's just yeah. a lovely flash to finish off with at 15:14. So that was Sounds good. A good it's it's really, a good one. Well it's worth the it. evolving fight and some a lot of
1: quality hits in there. It sounds it's, great. I will, I will actually go and watch that.
0: You should watch that one. Lots of great tactics. Good changes of tempo and pace. Um, really love the fact that um, uh, the way that someone's was fencing has this really fluid, lovely kind of looked at these days. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, when she's quite far down, you just think with someone like Pepescu, it's going to be all over. But no, no, she really digs in and, and, make, and forces Pepescu uh, to really go for it in the, the last hit. The second semi-final, well, it's not quite as good. I mean, Colbo was a quality fencer. Uh, the first period's a bit cagey. There's no P cards in this one again. I'm, I'm going to stop mentioning P cards. I think because it gets a bit <laughs> boring. But uh, it finishes two one. So this is kind of like the opposite of the first period where everyone there's, there's lots of stuff happening. The score's ticking over. This one is yeah. there's just enough rhythm to the points that nobody gets carded. Um, mm-hmm. So it finishes two one. It's nothing nothing particularly exciting. But then Kolobova is just uh, just dominant after that. Uh, Zeus can't get into striking range at all, and uh, she just ends up getting um, picked off all the time. And you can actually hear, if you listen to the audio really carefully, that Obi's just yelling at her from the sidelines in French. So, <laughs> so he's trying his best to basically make her very where she's doing what she's doing, but she just can't get her head around what uh, Kolobov's actually doing. And Kolobova just dismantles her, and it finishes fifty-eight. 8 I mean, if what you want to see is a Russian completely taking someone apart just by being calm and collected <laughs> and picking them this off
1: is, this is the fight for you then yeah
0: yeah that's the fight for you uh, but it's not as it's not as exciting and, and you know involving as the first one and then yeah. we get the uh, then we get the final again it's cagey to start off with uh, both fences are try to establish the, each other yeah again the, the score sort of ticks over it's 2 one again and you know there's, there's not much to really say there the, the second fit period starts off it's much better and both fences have come up with a bit more ambition about it and they're trying yeah. to establish something. Actually, uh, <laughs> to happen here, but what actually seems to happen is it just settles on the the same kind of the same kind of outcome as the previous semi-final, where Kolobov just remains calm, and as every time Popescu tries to sort of start something off, she gets stop hit. If she if she tries to draw the stop hit, she gets hit with something, and Kolobov just basically racks the score up, and it finishes uh, at eight five. Then we start the third period, okay, and it starts off, and it looks like it's going to be more of the same. Kolba just Colba and Pescu come together, they both miss Kolba just calmly puts the point on right, and then it's weird her game just falters, her game just falls apart, and the momentum just goes completely to Pescu and Pescu starts to read everything that Kolba was doing, and you know every time she every time Colba starts to step in she, her, her, i don't know if she's maybe injured she just looks a bit more- te- uh, tentative and Pescu just right. starts basically just taking the game to her. And it's just loads of step lunges and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever's required to actually hit. And we get to the sort of, get to this point where, um, um, there's a really lovely hit just towards the, the end where Popescu pressures Colibus Babe. And you can see her do this. The, 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 commentators get this one completely wrong. What they say <laughs> is they see Popescu basically binding to leg. It's not what she does. She pressures the blade. You can see that she reads Popescu's attempt at the, at the, at the, to push back. Uh, and just mm-hmm. does this lovely disengage onto the leg and you can just see Kolba stop for a second so there's that pause and you can just yeah. see Kolba's like I think I'm done and then that's it, yeah. 23 <laughs> seconds she just can't do anything and Popescu just basically takes a step back and says well we're just going to finish it whenever you're ready and just picks her yeah. off and it, d- it just doubles till the end so it kind of finishes in a boring flat moment but up till then it, it's, it's quite interesting. I'd still see that first semi-final as if, you, if you're going to go back that's the one to check out.
1: Yeah okay okay happy with the happy with your viewing
0: yeah that was actually quite a good one um it's just sort of as an aside i've got a new telly um it's just really huge yeah inch. i know you have mentioned this yeah it says it's, it's top end lg OLED, and like like any other middle-aged bloke i bought a big telly and yeah, i'm really happy with it but it was kind of weird because i'm watching it on this on the telly and i've never realized what so this is it's a 720 pixel feed i'm gonna sound techie now and that looks mm. fine on your phone, but when you throw it up on a huge telly, you kind of see the, the joins, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's good enough, don't get me wrong, but it was, I did watch it going, oh, I didn't expect it to look like that. But, you know, yeah. it's just one of those I things. I just, be better, yeah. Yeah, I just noticed it because I'm not watching it on a laptop for a change. Yep. So, anyway, because it's a World Cup, we've got, uh, we've got teams as well. Mm. Um, yeah, teams are important now, of course. They uh, are there, of course, as we we heading towards the Olympics. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I rephrase that. They're always important, but they take on an extra extra importance uh, at, at this point in Olympic qualifying. That's your that's route one into the Olympics. Is get your get yeah, your yeah. national team. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There. So, so yeah. tell me about the teams. So let's let's have a look at the teams um, again. I've been a bit time poor recently, um, so I haven't watched very much of this. I did make sure to watch the final though. Um, so we'll just we'll just we'll just go straight to the quarterfinals. Uh, our first one is uh, Russia versus Germany uh, Well, Russia are a quality team at the moment uh, And they just dispatched Germany with ease It's 44-32 Second quarter final is Estonia versus USA Again, the USA have really come on as a team You'd have, I would have thought that the Estonians would give more of a fight in this one I might go back and actually watch this one Because I'm curious about how it played out um, But USA wins 44-38 uh, The next, next quarterfinal is Poland versus Italy Which is 41-31 and the final quarter final is Ukraine versus China uh, and China basically dominated that one forty five thirty five. 35
1: So that yeah, gives us it's play play into a slightly disappointing weekend because I, I didn't I didn't watch much of the the action from Tallinn but I, I was kind of following the results as they were happening cuz it was the first one of the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for for Estonia that's that's a disappointing weekend because in the individual none of their none of their made it Made it past the last sixty-four. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they had half a dozen of them in there, mm-hmm. and none of them, none of them going any further. And then quarterfinals, and the teams is is okay, but at the moment, I don't think it really improves their position any. So at the moment, no. you're looking at one one Estonian, perhaps uh, going as an individual at the moment. Which right. I need uh, to go back check to make it. more of a dent. Yeah, I mean, um, we, we need, I need to go back to check
0: I don't even. I'm not even sure if any of the Estonians are qualified actually. So, uh, maybe all of the European places are taken by other nations now. Well, I need you, to go double check I mean, that. I think I need to go and double
1: check yeah. that. though. So w- one Estonian out of half a dozen world class fencers gets a gets a shot at the at the zonal qualifiers when mm-hmm. whenever it is May or something. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's uh, that's gonna be hard going.
0: Mm. Um, so we, should we move on to the the sem- semi finals? Um, f- yeah, sorry, I was just mentioning that while I remembered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I totally agree with you. That's why I said this. This is the one I want to go back and watch. I think. Because I'd like to know exactly what was that the USA did uh, to It looks like a strong win by the USA, 44-38 It's kind of hard to tell with mm-hmm. teams though But I don't know, I'm curious about that I would have thought that the Estonians would at least have ran it much closer than that And the fact that they're yeah. on, you know, where they are And everything like that would have expected them to have been better on the day And the individual as well, like he said So it's kind of, this. The, the, it's not a good weekend They're not firing properly there Anyway, on to the semi-finals. Um, our first semi-finals result is uh, Russia versus USA. Uh, Russia, again, just dismantled the USA. It's 45-29. Ouch. So we got a ser one, as you say, uh, locally. <laughs> and the second the second semi-final was uh, Poland versus China. And uh, Poland take this one, uh, 39-28. So our our third, fourth place uh, would is USA versus China. I knew you'd take that one fairly comfortably, forty-eight thirty-five. Um, I'm just going to go straight on and start talking about the team event. Um, there's not much to say about the sort of the first couple of periods in the the final of the uh, Russia v Poland uh, matchup there. So I'm just going we're going to pick it up in the sixth period. So the okay. the score is twenty-six to twenty-three. It's not been a hit fest, but there's been enough hits. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's, that's respectable. Yeah. So it's 26-23. It's not too bad. Um, and we've got um, uh, here we go uh, Zama Hoska I think is her name versus Kolobova uh, Kolobova. <laughs> and uh, at first Zama zovska uh, takes it looks looks like she's just gonna continue on with the sort of Polish dominance uh, and she mm-hmm. scores the first hit but then kolobova completely changes tack and just takes it to the to the Polish fencer and levels the score at 28 each. And then there's two oh, seconds okay. left on the clock, and she's still going at her. Uh, and it's just a double to finish. which is a bit of a shame actually, because it, you could just sort of tell the ambition there. Yeah. Uh, but it finishes at 29 all. Uh, our next, uh, the next leg, legs a bit, mm, but not as good. Let's put it that way. It's uh, <laughs> Napik Miazga versus uh, Andrzejna. So napik uh, So the Polish team's actually quite strong if you think about it, because you've got Napić. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. you know, you got. I don't know. I don't, don't know so much about Zamojska, but they're actually pretty solid. But this is a bit just a usual sort of um, epi leg, if you like, and it finishes 34-31. Our next matchup was uh, Zamachovska versus Soldatova. Now, uh, Soldatova, I quite like the way she fences and she's really tidy and she's really good at pressuring her opponent's hand uh, and her footwork's really compact, so she gets really, really close mm. and uh, and she gets she starts she starts off with her scoring a couple of hits, but Zamachovska is clearly the one that you put into your team who can grind the opponent down because <laughs> she just she can she's she's been hit, but she's calm. Everything's calm. We're okay. We're okay. Uh, and then she just starts to score more hits, and that round finishes 30, 40 to thirty six. So it's pretty. Right. It's a pretty good lead going into your final leg.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of
0: uh, of a team match, and the matchup is uh, Trubinska. Yeah, another good pull there yeah. uh, versus yeah. Klobova. And uh, Klobova starts off by scoring a nice couple of hits, so the you know the so the the score gets quite narrow. Um, and things look like, look at uh, things like they're all, uh, on the way up, right? But then the polls ratchet up the, the pressure and take it to forty three thirty nine, and then Kolobova just says, oh, I'm just going to go for it," and you're just all over the place. And it's really, really. it's just like a? a if you want to watch someone do really smart, really well timed attacks, really working working with what our opponent's going to do, you should kind of watch this. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like you pressure hand drop to the leg, pressure the leg. While well, the opponent thinks I'm going to go to the leg, so I'm going to I'm going to gather it. She just like, fleshes her, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just really, really great. And she pins Trabinska into the back line, uh, back line, and then just either just starts to pick her off all the time. Just totally calm. There's, there's no panic or yeah. anything like that. And the score um, gets the score to 44 um, 33. And she, you can see Koval was like, "Well, well I'm just going to try this one again." Pushes Trabinska back. But this time, uh, Travinsky reads it and just sticks her arm out and just picks her off, and it's a it's a double to finish right. it. Create it's a cracking leg; it's well worth going to watch.
1: Sounds good. Some yeah, clinical yeah. fencing, but not not quite being able to to claw it back. In a
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, what we like in team fencing is when there's a team that's quite far behind, you know, yeah. and they're able to sort of pull it back in some sort of smart way, or or one of the fencers just goes mad and scores a ton of hits. That's always pretty entertaining. <laughs>
1: yeah okay so that's, i mean that sounds like a pretty good weekend in talon i've
0: got to yeah, say yeah uh, i enjoyed what i saw lots, lots of interesting fights yeah yeah i mean seriously just a bit of time pressure at the moment otherwise i'd have watched a lot more and because yeah. i had quite a good experience with this one i'm going to make sure i watch the next one you know so there we go so good that's your
1: job on this podcast <laughs> i know i know
0: i know well some people have said that you don't watch enough women's epigraph, but that's not true i do like to watch women's epi I <laughs> know. Ah, for a moment there,
1: I thought you meant. Oh yeah, no, I don't watch very much, but that's plenty. But that's that's not what you mean. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So, bon, so Bonn then. Tell me all about German fencing. Uh, well,
1: German fencing generally not not what I once was, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, really enjoy going to Bonn. As I say, was there as a as a fan. It's a nice city. Mm-hmm. Um, Germans are very very efficient, very mm-hmm. friendly. And um, and I like going there, so yeah. Over, I went for for the men's foil season opener, and yeah, it's got it has a kind of different atmosphere compared to last year. We'll uh, the sort of the sort of rising tension now that Olympic qualifying is well underway is um, genuinely tangible. Mm-hmm. You you can feel the uh, the greater pressure and expectation mm-hmm. surrounding surrounding the event. So that was. Um, that was something a bit a bit different from what, what I had last year. But let's let's cut to cut to the action. Our our early departures. Actually, I'm going to mention a an early departure that's even earlier than the last 64 departures. Alright. Because it's a kind of point of interest when it comes to to teams. Uh Miles Chamley Watson, down at 30 something in the world, going into it, didn't manage to win all his fights and, and go straight through to the 64. So he was looking at battling his way through the Preliminary Ds mm-hmm. And um, Julio lost his first one and went out in the You know Preliminary What one two eight. I mean Basically the long way away from At least another fight away oh, yeah. from making this the, the second day So
0: Who'd he go out to? Can you remember?
1: Yeah I went out to uh, Cedric Seri From Slovakia I think it is Alright okay And and it wasn't It wasn't close It was like a 15 or something Alright okay So yeah So when it come to talk about the teams a Bit of change in the uh, In there But yeah uh, a feature of the USA men's foil team mm-hmm. for a number of years, mm-hmm. um, struggling to produce some individual results. So on today two early departures. Another American, Rieson Bowden, going out to Daniel Dusa, uh, Enzo Lafore, uh oh, our wow. newly crowned world world champion, but also. Um, recently become a father so he's perhaps oh. <laughs> perhaps just short sleep we you know would do sympathize
0: <laughs> sorry andrew we, we uh, know it, what it's like <laughs>
1: uh, yeah yeah it will these things will eventually pass and you will be able to get a full night's sleep eventually the Quang Hyun of went uh, in its timur arslanov so that uh, sort of big names going out in the last 64 mm. uh, out in the 32 alex masias lost to Julia martin nikitkin who's now who is now a big name mm-hmm. uh, went out to matsuyama of japan Chung, Lepeshu, Avala, Safin, and defending champion Richard Cruz went out oh. in the sixteen there, so that means that he he drops out of the top sixteen in the world rankings. So right. life's going to be harder.
0: He's going to have to get a result in uh, Mexico. Yeah. Um,
1: the, the other sort of um, narrow British self self interest one was that Marcus Mepstead went out in the thirty two as well. Actually, I forgot to mention. Oh, that. Okay. So. Okay. Well, it's a, a better result than he had last year. It's still not quite enough to push him into the top sixteen. So he's still going to have to be battling through the pools and potentially
0: must, pretty 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 closer closer though. must uh, be pretty close now. Yeah,
1: point. Yeah, oh, okay. He was, a, he was he was a point short going going into Bonn, and at the end of it, still still a point okay, short. Okay. So yeah, more more hard work to to rack up the, the world ranking points and keep pushing for Olympic qualification. Mm-hmm. So anyway, after, after all these guys have gone, um, our quarterfinals were uh, Alessio Ficone fencing Kaisuke Ma- uh, Matsuyama of Japan. Probably a tough battle for Fuconi. For I watched a few of his fights earlier on and he didn't look at his fluent best. It was a hard work for him all day, uh, but he did manage to edge his fight 15-13. my heart beat Daniele Garozzo 15-9 mm-hmm. and that was a pretty comfortable win. Um, Garozzo looked absolutely miserable, um, at the end of it, oh kind of looking around for, you know, for somebody to blame.
0: He throw something but, yeah. at
1: somebody. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, he looks, he looks quite grumpy unless he wins. Yeah. And yeah, he looked particularly grumpy at the end of this one because, uh, because Gerick was all over him. Andrea Casara beat Carlos Lavador fifteen ten, 10 a reasonably, reasonably comfortable one, efficient and, uh, getting it done. Mm-hmm. Uh Lavador looked in, in really good form. Um it was him that put out Richard Cruz in the in the sixteen mm-hmm. and, and he looked in good shape. He's had some good uh, good wins in the satellites in the, the run up to the, the proper World Cup season. And um that's again a good result for him in terms of boosting his chances of, of qualifying mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. as an individual for the Olympics. And the last of the quarterfinals, uh Julian Mertin uh absolutely blitzed Benny 15 fifteen three that Blimey. that wasn't a score that wasn't a scoreline that flattered Mertine, I'm afraid again, another good individual result for for Kleiberink, uh which will, will do him no harm in increasing his chances of uh, getting to the the Olympics as a, an individual. of Germany don't make it as a team, yeah, but yeah, he was. Uh, what what you
0: know, what, what age is Benny
1: Kleibrink at the moment?
0: Can you remember?
1: Um, he's younger than you think. He was actually a, a very young Olympic champion oh, when okay. he won in in 2008. So I think he's like 32 or 33, okay. rather than the, you know. Pushing forty, that I think you suggested in the past. Mm. <laughs> so that gave our our first semi-final. Meinhardt against Ficone, uh two fencers that I enjoy watching in in different ways. Garrett Meinhardt, all the beautiful fencing. Alessio Ficone, uh very very smart. Even if visually, perhaps not a, a thing of absolute beauty. I know. I know we disagree on this one to some degree. But um,
0: <laughs> I was going to say, know, how dare you say that about, my, uh, about my about my Alessio? <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I know. Sorry about that, Gav but Foucault doing all the pressing at the start of the fight, and Meinhardt seemingly quite happy to, to let that happen. Kind of mixes success for Foucault with this, and you know, Meinhardt looking for for variations in defence, but uh, Foucault a couple of hits up at the break, uh, 9-7 up, but in the second period much more aggressive from Meinhardt, uh, much more taking the initiative, um, pushes him into lead, goes 10-9 up, and the fight kind of you know, is kind of in the balance. Mm-hmm. Either fencing could take it level at twelve a piece. A few video reviews at that point. Fencing, uh, perhaps a little bit scrappy, um, but it's it's mine heart that emerges from from that all square at twelve a piece to uh, to get a run of a run of three hits and and to take the win and good win, good hard fought win. Mm-hmm. It was um, yeah a fight in the balance all the way through. Ficone had had. Quite a few of those earlier on in the day, uh, but couldn't couldn't quite get the the job done uh, to to take the win here, and uh, my heart marches on to the final. So our, our second semi final, Mertin against Casara. We get a, a Julia Mertin onslaught. My sort of mental image of Julia Mertine fencing is is not what we saw here in the semi final. Okay, uh, and, I- and in his match against Clybrink as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he he fenced more like. His French teammate Maxime Potier. It was all high intensity, high action stuff. Yeah, yeah, pressing, 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 not giving his opponent any time whatsoever. And he was he was nine two up after less than a minute. Oh God! Against uh, Kassara. and you could obviously like Sarah going, "What's <laughs> what's going on here? You know, just just fence properly." Mm-hmm. And, and Kassara sort of realizes, "Well, I can't just keep letting him hurtle down the piece and hit me. I'm going to have to take the initiative here myself and actually try and." Try and, try and dominate the fight a bit more and he does that to some degree uh, manages to get back to 8-11 down Mertina scores a kind of slightly scrappy vaguely desperate 12th point and Kassara gets uh, well what what by that stage actually was a second yellow card for covering oh, so no. it goes from being quite tense at 11-8 and Kassara on a bit of a roll to, to suddenly being at 13-8 right, Okay. The fight's, the fight's you know got away from casara again mm. you know partly from a hit and, and then the, re- the red card to to double it up yeah, you know? yeah. so if you're a bit disappointed because you look quite grumpy about losing the 12th hit because it was like as i say a kind of scrappy one mm-hmm. and then well uh, here's here's a, a second red card as well to, mm. to take the fight away from you oh yeah eventually Mertin gets gets the job done after that sort of storming start when he looked totally in control of things um it was a little bit scrappy and and that that 12th slash 13th hit seemed pretty decisive So it finishes 15-10 mm-hmm. And all done with it, a minute and nine seconds left <laughs> In the first period <laughs> So it's like Mertine's like, oh, I've got a train to catch or something Let's get on with this
0: Yeah I mean I, um, I actually watched the final of this So I, I kind of expected you to see something like this Because I, I'm assuming we're going to continue With another story which is round about the same Because Yeah. It is awesome.
1: yeah so we got on to Mertine-Meinhardt final mm-hmm. And um yeah, more more high speed action. Mertin charges out to a, a three nothing lead in about ten seconds. Yeah. Meinhardt uh, sort of matching the intensity. I mean, he he's a sort of high action fencer himself. So this was kind of on the cards that this would be no hanging around and blitzing through it. Mm-hmm. So Mertin's eight six up after after about a minute of fencing. Mertin had had success with this in in his previous two fights. Meinhardt had had a, a fair bit of success by. Opening the opening the distance, distance up in his um, in his semi final, and he just never got the opportunity to do that. Mertin was just constantly on his case, mm-hmm. and then might Heart misses a few, and maybe not maybe not moving quite so well. Didn't see any obvious signs of it at the time, but I kind of heard the suggestion on on Sunday that he'd, he'd suffered a bit of cramp, and suddenly he looked just a little bit flat footed. Mm-hmm. Misses a few, sort of does the right thing, but but doesn't land it and. Mertine hits with a few dirty remises or or counterattacks and blocks. Yeah, yeah. And the fight kind of gets away from from Meinhardt, from this kind of eight six stage where he was still right in it. And eventually Mertine pulls away forty nine up. Still, you know, all the time in the world, still to go on the clock. Uh, but he does finish it with a genuinely beautiful feint disengage and a full-size yes. lunge, which he kind of stays on for a little bit longer than is absolutely necessary, <laughs> just so everyone can see what a lovely hit it was he's finished the fight off with yeah. and, and takes a win 15-9. It, 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 that
0: hit was a bit like, look, I can fence nice, honest, you know, like, like yeah. that, you know, <laughs> look, 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 how beautiful does this look, right? Yeah. but well,
1: The thing was, even even, even though the, it was high intensity, Mertine still looks, in a lot of ways, quite a, quite a classical French foilist. mm mm-hmm. The way he moves his hand position—it's just like it's all speeded up. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. It was amazing, and you know, the the, the whole fight took one minute and twenty six seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if if you're in a rush and and you want to catch a quick bit of fencing, this is stuff for you. Forget forget <laughs> going and
0: watching saber. You want you want the high speed fencing. Yeah, men's foils is where it's at. I actually I actually had had it on, and Sabina was sitting in the room, and your voice came over, and she was like, "Oh, that's Sean. like that." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that was me. Uh, that was I, me again.
0: She was laughing because I was because I was going ooh after the hit every time uh, Martin would throw <laughs> some sort of dirty remise out from nowhere, and uh, I was sort of watching and going. And, and I did turn to her and go like, I wish Martine would just stop hitting me- uh, my heart for a minute because I would really want the same fence for like for more than half a second. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, none of that. Yeah, yeah it that. was uh, high speed, high intensity press, 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 press. Hit with the attack. Hit with the remise. Maybe get involved in a. Mm. Quick, quick exchange of blade actions, but yeah, all done at hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be that almost seems to be a, apart from Enzo the Four, that seems to be the French way. Erwin <laughs> Le Peschu, yep. lots of running up and down, lots of action. Maxime Poti again, it, it all happens at hundred miles an hour. Yep. And Mertin now now joining the craze for get your fights done as quick as you can, and if it all goes well, you'll win and it'll look amazing.
0: Well, you know, you've got things to do if you're French. Probably got some, Clearly. Got, got well, some actually new cinema to watch or uh, something, you know. <laughs>
1: French team were uh, staying in the same hotel as me and mainly what they do after the event was go and have a beer and have a good, a good laugh with each other. was um, <laughs> a really good team atmosphere.
0: Oh, excellent, excellent. Can I just say that, because yeah. I cause I watched it and obviously I heard you commentate and it was, that, that wasn't just the only thing that caught my eye uh, from the, the Bond feed. The thing that caught my mm-hmm. eye was the... The slow motion replay that they were doing,
1: yeah, new a new toy for fencing vision mm. is that um, they can now link up to uh, the laptop that the referees are using for the video reviews. Mm-hmm. So you, we now all get the chance to see exactly what the referees do, and the the replays done replays done at the same speed that the referees see them. Yeah, so you you'll see it at full speed, maybe see that a couple of times, then see it at fifty percent. They can take it even slower than that, mm-hmm. so that that was a, a a neat new toy that they were rightly really quite proud of and, and really useful for. Well, for us as well, yeah, because as viewers,
0: it's, it's good for us as viewers and us as if you like if you if it, as a commentator because it gives you a chance to have a pause and actually say, mm-hmm. well, look, this is what's happening. Yeah, so it was, it was yeah, rather
1: happy to meet. The, well, <laughs> to be fair, Kareem was still quite cruel and go. Well, what do you think of that when it goes to the video review? Yeah, I was I mean, going to say. Could, <laughs> I, then I got I got wise. Well, I'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, it was, it was uh, but quite yeah, it's a huge, huge help. I think they need to present it better, but I think I, I thought it was a really I it was a really neat trick, and I can totally see that yeah. being popular.
1: Oh yeah, I would think so. Yeah, because mm-hmm. everybody wants to see it. I mean, I suppose the only thing is that do you really want everybody to have exactly the same view that the referee does? Is my my slight concern with that? I mean, I think it's inevitable,
0: but ah, uh, yeah. Well, that, that, maybe that, you don't want it straight away. Well, that, that's one of the things I have a problem with the presentation because it must look the same as it is on the screen on the laptop. So it kind of yeah, doesn't it look is. professional. Do you know what I mean? It looks like a functional piece of kit that make, that lets you watch something slowly and you can see them selecting yes, uh, the, the file and all that. So from I think it's uh, I think they've done a great job, right? I'm not I'm not knocking them at all, but I just think they can not take it up a notch. I just present finding a way to present it just a touch better. I think they'll be right. an, an absolute winner. I I thought it was a great great thing to show, but I just think there's just a little bit of finessing to be done. So congratulations to the the fencing vision team.
1: Yeah, no, it was an, another another good option for us spectators. Mm-hmm. And uh but, 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 yeah, I think I think you're right. They may they may well they may well find a way to to make it look just a little bit smoother. But mm-hmm. basically, what you're seeing at the moment is exactly what the yeah. What the referees see on the, on the laptop screen when they're doing a video review.
0: Uh, we're not going to mention the the um, Perry Arslanov fight.
1: Oh well, you seem to have particularly focused on it. But, uh, yeah. I, I, I just, I think everybody should just go and check it out. We with, put it on, we
0: put it on a Facebook page. <laughs> just go and check it out. It's, it's there for you. That's that's one minute of crazy fencing. Just go watch the one minute of yeah. crazy fencing.
1: There is there is much craziness going on there.
0: Yeah, it's all wrong, but so so right.
1: The one fight that you have to pick out at the weekend, and that, and it's, and it's that, all the other glorious fencing going on.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, just love it when it just looks as nuts as that. I mean, you don't see that every day, do you? So, I'm no spoilers. I think everyone should go and watch and draw their own conclusion. What's that all about?
1: Okay, we'll 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 put the link in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. The last minute or so of of a bit of craziness between mm-hmm. between those two. Yeah. I mean, mainly the craziness, obviously, is the Perry.
0: Yeah. But- but, uh, <laughs> It looks like a nutter, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: enough of your your distractions on on fights that yeah. you know mat- matter a little bit, but not mm-hmm. not that much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, onto the teams. Obviously, as as we said, teams are the way to the Olympics. Roughly three quarters of the fencers of the individual will have got there through being part of their their team qualifying. So it's super important. Main thing to notice is USA win again. You know. I'll go through some of the results, but basically the USA win all the time. That's
0: how it works in men's foil at the moment. But as a it's exciting. We, we get the fight it's always it's always really interesting to find out who's coming second. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: as I alluded to earlier though, bit of a change of lineup, Nick can coming into the team, events the individual at the Pan Ams, uh in the team actually at Pan Ams as well, fencing mm-hmm. the individual at the Worlds. But Miles still retaining his place in the team uh, there where they duly won Nick coming in here in Bonn for the first first World Cup where he's done teams and he did great interesting stuff happening earlier on the day, Korea narrowly edging out Poland in the last 16, 45-43 and Hong Kong beating Britain 45-41 uh, now I watched oh, of that no. match and that's one that got away from Britain Has to be said, they were, they right. were a decent lead, 5 hit lead after about sixth leg but couldn't couldn't finish it off, which was frustrating for for them and yeah frustrating for me as well
0: um it was a, an opportunity missed. yeah they can't they can't qualify now can they
1: yeah, no, it's still possible we need russia to keep keep pushing and knock well probably Korea out of the top 4 mm-hmm so that that frees up a European spot. Which at the moment is Germany that are are doing the job and and they finish in the top eight again here. So mm. yeah, a lot of work to do, but it's it's still possible. It's still possible. So okay, I'm going to keep keep believing that Britain are going to going to turn it around and, and qualify mm. as a team for for Tokyo. Uh, so the quarterfinals, uh, USA beat Germany 45 30, pretty comfortable. Russia proper scrap with Hong Kong, which they eventually take 45 41. Big surprise in the quarterfinal, though, was that Korea absolutely battered France, 45-29 And France had been in really good form as a team at the end of the season. They mm-hmm. they won the Europeans, second at the Worlds, but um, France actually didn't win a, a single a single leg in that match. <laughs> which Oops. gives you an idea of. I mean, they, they managed to to break even in a couple, but zero wins, and as a result, they get. Whopped forty-five-twenty-nine. Uh they do go on to finish fifth, so they kind of do their best to salvage the weekend. And the last of the quarterfinals mm-hmm. was Italy beating Japan 45-24, which looked oh, wow. um every bit as one-sided right, as okay. that score sounds. So our semi-finals, really good match uh between USA and Russia. Proper ding-dong battle, the the two youngsters, Itkin and the other one on the other team was uh Kirill Borodichev earmarked as a superstar obviously in Russian fencing he's had mm. you know he's been been pushed he's the junior world champion at the moment so a thoroughly good fencer both yeah, of yeah. them doing a doing a great job for their teams as, as the new guys
0: honestly I, I really rate Kirill uh, after seeing him in Poland yeah it's that kind of combination of speed power and I don't know it Just he just looks like a really great fencer but some of these people sometimes in fences have that kind of powerful speed as, as their game they can look not as good, but he seems to have kind of a, a nice, a nice game about him as well. There's,
1: there's a brain backing it up, is the thing. Oh yeah, you see quite a long, a lot of uh, guys being successful at junior level mm-hmm. based on being to some degree bigger, stronger, faster than the opponents. But you're not going to make it at senior level unless you've got a bit of tactical smarts to go with it. And he does seem to have mm-hmm. all of that. So really strong performances from two young fencers coming into their. Their senior national teams for pretty much the first time, and both of them looked thoroughly at home. I hope to see much more of both of them because the Russian team has been properly up and down since the Olympics. I think they do miss mm-hmm. um, Artur Matuzin, who was the kind of third man, the guy who would always put in a solid leg and would take advantage of any signs of weakness from the other side. They've never internally replaced replaced him Timur Arslanov has had a decent run in the team but never looked entirely convincing and Brodchev coming in for this one I, I think he'll get a, a, more outings I'd be surprised if he doesn't because he looked, he looked right at home in that that team
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: so USA edging that one and then Korea pretty comfortably beating Italy in the other semi-final so
0: they were, they were on a blinder were they then
1: yeah absolutely thumped France I mentioned that France didn't win a single individual leg in the in the quarterfinal mm-hmm. against Korea. Um, Italy only won one, so, and that was oh, quite really? that was quite early in the match. Um, I think it was Garot who gave Son Young-ki a bit of a thumping, uh, mm-hmm. but after that, really, it was all Korea. And uh, right, okay, yeah, a well deserved, well deserved win. Third, fourth place, Russia compounded Italy's misery by beating them forty five forty, and Brodachev finish that match with a, a plus nine indicator. Why me? So yeah, they are. Welcome to Team Kid. make yourself comfy. Hi. You're you're doing grand. Mm. As I say, the the final I've spoiled the surprise, USA win again and it was pretty comfy. 45 30 against Korea in the final. But a thoroughly good day for Korea, which means they move into the top four um mm. of of the just Olympic rankings. Right, okay. And USA win again. So USA even with all the the World Cup still to come, have qualified. Even if they didn't do any more events, they are so far ahead of Canada as the next highest placed Pan American team that you know, even if they dropped out of the top top four, they would they would be going.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a bit like it's a bit like um, you know Derek Ozova you know, winning all the time, wins all the time. You know, yeah. Not- yeah. It's, it's not great, guys. Chuck one at least so that so the rest of us can get a shot. You know. Yeah, I
1: don't see any signs of that, and I'd be very surprised if uh, we don't see a whole load of a whole load more USA victories between yeah, yeah. between yeah. now and and Tokyo. So that was my my weekend in Bonn. Had a good time. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff. Lots of uh, well, high speed fencing in the individual. Um, mm-hmm. Happy with a Julia Martin win. USA continued to dominate even with a, a slight change in personnel. Mm-hmm. And it's worth pointing out that Nickit can I think every single match. I don't think Garrick actually fenced a single match on the Sunday and that's when I heard the suggestion that he might have had a bit of cramp towards the end of the day on oh, the Saturday. Okay. Okay. So he sat with his feet up and mm-hmm. let let the kid do the work for him. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Which he did very <laughs> well.
0: Uh, oh, good stuff. It's like a good event actually. So what's next Sean? Well... I, mean,
1: I was going to mention, actually, I mean, as I said, I went there under my own steam, did a bit of commentary kind of as, a, as an aside, but mm-hmm. I, I did want to say that being a fencing fan is not something that that we really have in the same way that people are tennis fans or football fans where you will go and you'll go and watch, a, watch an event. Probably the only exception to that really is is Paris. But it's great, and I would really recommend it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it is interesting, isn't it? There isn't really, there isn't really a fan base in the same way that there are than other sports. No, absolutely. they're not mobilised to travel around and watch the, uh, watch whoever it is that they want to watch. There's none of that going on at all, or if there is, it's really low key. And uh, I think most of it's transacted via the internet. Um, but it's not the same when you're not in the hall being in the hall is much is a much better experience. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And going to something like Bonn where I mean Paris is a bit different because you are part genuinely part of a a big crowd, several thousand mm-hmm. in the venue. At Bonn you can get right next to the action. You can actually go and yeah, yeah. you know, if you push your luck and nobody's really paying attention and you look, do look like a, a dangerous lunatic. You you can pretty much wander up and sit beside the beast, yeah. Which uh, is not the same as if you go to a major tennis tournament or a big game of football or yeah, no, no. any of the equivalent. So
0: and there's not there's, there's not many sports where you get that uh, you can get that close to the stars at all. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I was watching in the background of the women's epic in Tallinn. If you pay attention, uh-huh. you can see that it's, it's in a reasonable arena. Uh, and that the seats are largely empty, and I was kind of laughing because if you pay very close attention in the final, there's a bunch of like small boys basically having a fight in the stands, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so
1: a different kind of sport in terms of how how it's expect how its spectators can, can access things, and yeah, it is a genuinely privileged position to be in if you're a fan of the sport that you can get so yeah, close yeah. to it I would yeah I can't I can't recommend it highly enough I mean even if we weren't even if we weren't doing this podcast I mean we, we've done this before but you know we went to Paris before I went to uh to Bonn when when Britain qualified for the mm-hmm. Olympics last time round, and it's a it's a brilliant experience yeah can't can't recommend it highly enough and I think more people should do it and if my my tales of the weekend uh yeah hopefully inspire more people to do it
0: I mean, especially here in the UK, where we, we we don't get a chance to see, unless obviously via the internet, but we don't get to see that level of fencing very often. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see what fencing looks like, why not go to France or why not go to Germany? Because they're not a million miles away. Yeah, I mean, you could do you relatively. Could, you easy could do to get France to. in a
1: day and born. Well, I got a direct flight there from from Edinburgh. It was easy mm-hmm. and pretty cheap and yeah, yeah. you can stay in a hotel that's a, a, a five minute walk away from the venue and the italian team are staying there and the usa team are there and french team are are there and you're you're there just you know wandering about with the, the superstars of the sport yeah indeed indeed it is great yeah be a fencing fan <laughs> travel go to yeah, fan. Exactly, they're amazing Anyway, so enough of enough of my. Here is what I did in my holidays. Yep. Um, that just about covers it for this episode. I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, what's up for the next one? We've got what uh, Cairo men's saber. Yeah, it's saber. going to be a
1: bit, bit busier now. Curiously, we're recording this after after the men's saber in Cairo has happened. Mm-hmm. Two reasons why we're not talking about it. One, mm-hmm. our saber expert is elsewhere, and two, <laughs> no live stream for the Cairo men's saber.
0: I did have a look. At it. I, I was going to raise that as a question like where is it am i just being stupid but okay fair enough yep. there isn't one nothing, nothing. Uh, um, we, we know they can do it as well <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely yeah done them in the past but yeah, yeah not this time mm-hmm. around and i believe well the cairo women's foil happens the weekend coming up and apparently no no live stream for that either so cairo's just gone yeah live streams i don't think so which is what's going
0: on there because they've done it before so yeah. why not why are they not doing it now
1: who knows but yeah, disappointing. Okay. Disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got Orléans Women's Sabre, where there is a live stream, yep. and mm-hmm. uh, our co-host Kate will be competing, so we're looking for some in-depth analysis from Peace Side, or mm-hmm. ideally she has a really brilliant weekend and she can tell us how, you know, how she won a medal or won the whole thing. That would be ideal.
0: It, it, is Orléans the one where they have the chocolate thing? Yes, really? it is.
1: That is the chocolate <laughs> thing. You probably need to provide a bit more of an explanation uh, than that, Gav, and what the chocolate the thing chocolate is. there.
0: I know that much. They, they did, um, it was Cecilia, wasn't it? it? Was off doing making chocolate in Lyon last time. That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. One of the yeah. behind the mask pieces, I think it was for mm-hmm. for the FIE, which told us very little about fencing, but quite a lot about making chocolate, mm-hmm. which was still good. Plus, we got a bit more first men's epi action in the season from Bern for you to look for. Berns, too. yeah. I'm looking so, forward to that. so that should be good. Plus, plus for our first time ever, mm-hmm. we're going to have a book review section because we've got two books to talk around, talk about mm-hmm. the the latest offering from mm Waszakowski, mm-hmm. which I believe you're in the in the process of reading, so you can give us a it's very, a, a yes. thoroughly good review. And um, I think a, a first publication for British Sabre Coach John Sawfield as well, mm-hmm. a book titled From Last to First, which I'm. I've, I've finished reading, but we'll, we'll tell you all about it. I can highly recommend it without giving you more detail at the moment. So yeah.
0: all right, okay. B- book review time
1: next time round for mm-hmm. uh, these these two new publications.
0: And if you're uh, looking for any more uh, fencing-related chat, uh, I think we both recommend uh, Dave and Kareem's Countdown to Tokyo uh, podcast.
1: Yep, the new podcast called uh, uh, Tokyo Twenty Twenty Fencing Podcast, mm-hmm. available on all all good podcast platforms. And I think they are actually even nerdier than us. Basically, what they're looking at is how qualification for the Olympics works. So they're coming up with updates after yeah. each competition on who's had a good weekend and and moved closer to qualifying mm-hmm. both as teams and individuals. So yeah, one one for the anarax, and uh, since that includes us, I would I would say go and have a listen.
0: I think anyone who does Epi. This is the spreadsheet show for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, Dave and his magic spreadsheets. That's what they should have called it. So anyway, go and have a listen. So don't forget to follow us on all the social medias. We're on Facebook and Instagram as The Fencing Podcast and on yep. Twitter as Podcast. So
0: yep, indeed.
1: come and get all the lovely social media goodness that we yep. we uh, share and pass your way.
0: Yeah, if people want to have a GIF off. Uh, I usually man the Twitter desk, so you know I'm, I'm all about yeah. the I'm all about the, the memes and the, the
1: GIFs. Yeah, I'll see you having a, a a GIF battle with the French all the time because that's uh, yeah, yeah, and that's usually quite entertaining. But yeah, it'd be nice if uh, other people joined in, in with you, you and the yeah. you and the French Federation th- coming up with your best gifts.
0: Yeah. So well, I think that's us done now, Sean. Um, well, yes, we
1: are. Yes, we are. Yeah, good to be back. Um, and uh, yeah, good to be back. Plenty more to come. So. Mm-hmm. Tune in for the next one. Hope you enjoyed this one.
0: Right. See you then. Bye. <laughs>